Off the ball. Rugby. You'd be an ideal man to be in with him. For the Lions? Yeah. So go on, you're asking me what would I like to go, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I've got the nod from the lads in Off the Ball. <laughs> join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. The Football Daily on Off the Ball. Hello and welcome to Tuesday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan and we'll start with last night's game between Tottenham and Chelsea. A game that had it all really. Goals, red cards, injuries, VAR checks and a lot of injury time. Tottenham missed the chance to move back to the top of the Premier League, suffering their first league defeat of the season. Spurs finished with nine men before going down 4-1 at home to Chelsea. Nicholas Jackson scored a hat-trick for Chelsea in the last 15 minutes after Christian Romero and Destiny Udogi were sent off for Spurs. Mickey van den Ven went off with a hamstring injury. James Madison was forced off with an ankle problem. Despite all that, Spurs still played with a high line for more than half an hour before Jackson got the first of his three goals in the 75th minute. Eric Dyer thought he'd equalised for the nine men four minutes later, but VAR intervened to rule it out for offside. It was one of five disallowed goals. There were nine VAR calls in total. In the end, they played a total of 21 minutes of injury time. The fact that Maurizio Pochettino won on his return to Spurs seems to be well down the list. And Postacoglu questioned the length of time for VAR checks, but he says he has great sympathy for the officials and feels that Premier League managers have to stop calling out referees in post-match interviews. Premier League managers should just manage their football clubs. I've never, and I never will, talk to a referee about the rules of the game. I was taught that you grow up and you respect the officials. You know what managers do? I'll tell you what managers do, me included. We try and find ways to bend the rules, to get around them. Tell me what the rule is, and I guarantee you'll have a room full of managers processing how can I get around this. They're not the, we're not the right people. And I get that people keep saying that. I don't agree with it. What I want is the best officials, always being upskilled to officiate the game. But I, I, I think it's so hard for a referee to... to to officiate these days, their, their authority is just constantly getting diminished. I just, I just don't know how. Like I said, I used to be. I grew up afraid of referees. They'd be like policemen. People are just going to forensically scrutinise everything to make sure that they're comfortable. It's right, and even at the end of that, we're still not happy. So, what does that mean? Well, that means that we're going to see a lot of standing around. It's just diminishing the authority of the referee. Yeah, you can't tell me that referees are in controls of game now. They're not. The control is outside of that. So, but that's the way the game's going. So um, you kind of have to accept that, um, and uh, you know, just try and deal with it. One manager who hit the headlines over the weekend was Mikel Arteta. The Arsenal boss is defiant over his criticism of referees and VAR. Following Saturday's 1-0 defeat away to Newcastle, he says he has a duty to protect his club and his players. After the game, Arteta called the decision to allow Newcastle's goal a disgrace and embarrassing. The next day, Arsenal released a widely criticised statement backing their manager. And today, speaking ahead of their Champions League game against Sevilla, Arteta says he stands by his and the club's actions. We are here to constructively improve the game in everything that we can. And this is what we have been doing as a club, me individual with my duty as a manager and the manager's meeting to give our opinion, our voices and to raise it in the most constructive ways to get a, a better game. And there's Champions League action this evening. Celtic manager Brendan Rodgers believes there's plenty to be positive about with their campaign, despite picking up just one point so far in Group E. 
The Scottish champions are in Spain to face Atletico Madrid, who they drew two all with in Glasgow two weeks ago. We maybe haven't quite had the, the results and the points on the board, especially in the last two games that we would have deserved. But we're very happy with, with the performance level. So, But we want to keep that going and we want to uh, see if we can take more points out of the next three games than what we did in the first three. That game kicks off at 8 o'clock. At the same time, holders Manchester City can book their place in the last 16 with two games to spare if they win at home to Young Boys in Group G. Erling Haaland is a fitness doubt due to an ankle injury that forced him off at halftime during Saturday's 6-1 win over Bournemouth. First up at 5.45, Newcastle are away to Borussia Dortmund. Left-backs Dan Byrne and Matt Target are both ruled out for several months due to injury. Newcastle boss Eddie Howe says he won't change his approach for the game. The Magpies lost 1-0 to the German side two weeks ago, leaving them third in Group F. But Howe doesn't believe that puts greater importance on getting a result today. The term probably is overused in football because I, I just feel that's the only way that we prepare. We prepare to try and win every game. We never have anything else in our minds, so that's what we'll try and do in this one. Drogheda United's members have voted to accept an offer from American sports investment fund Trivella Group to take full control of the club. The change of ownership will take effect pending legal formalities being signed off after the vote at a specially convened EGM at Weavers Park last night. The endorsement needed 75% of all votes cast to pass but it went through with an overwhelming majority. The takeover will see a €1 million Euro plus investment put into the club in the next few months. That money will clear the club's existing debt, thought to be in the region of €400,000. Work will also be carried out on Weavers Park in the coming months. The rebel group holding the father of Luis Diaz claim military action in the area is not only delaying the release of their hostage, but it puts them at risk. Diaz's parents were kidnapped over a week ago. His mother was released quickly, but the return of his father is taking longer than expected. The Liverpool winger made an emotional plea for his father's return after coming off the bench to score a late equaliser against Luton on Sunday. Speaking of that game, Luton have promised to try and identify any fans involved in so-called tragedy chanting during the game. Taunts which referenced the Hillsborough disaster were heard at Kenilworth Road. The English FAs requested more information from police at the match. Spain striker Jenny Hermoso has said she received threats amid the controversy after then-Spanish Football Federation President Luis Rubiales kissed her on the lips after their World Cup final win. Hermoso said the kiss was not consensual and Ruby Alice, who also grabbed his crotch while celebrating Spain's 1-0 win over England, was then banned for three years by FIFA. Hermoso was left out of Spain squad in September with new manager Monse Tome saying she wanted to protect the 33-year-old. She returned last month and scored a late goal in their 1-0 win over Italy in the Nations League. And Phil Neville's been confirmed as the new manager of MLS side Portland Timbers ahead of the new season. The 46-year-old said he was looking forward to the prospect of returning to the competition five months after he was sacked by Inter-Miami. Neville will have to work hard to win over the Portland fan base who had protested his prospective appointment. The former England women's manager linked up with former teammate David Beckham at Inter-Miami leading the club into the playoffs, but he was sacked after a dismal start at the 2023 campaign before Lionel Messi joined the club. The Football Daily on Off The Ball.